When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. All right, let us say hello to the former UFC welterweight champion of the world, a man who over 17 years removed will have the opportunity to get one back against Nick Diaz. He will get that chance September 25th at UFC 266 in a five-rounder. Wow, it is finally happening. Robbie Lawler joins us. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's great to have you here. And we're a little over two weeks away from this one, 16 days away from something that people have been talking about for 17 years. Is this the kind of fight, the story you two guys have, the length of time between the two meetings? Is it a little strange to think about? Uh, yeah, because it happened so long ago. We've, uh, you've, our skills have evolved so much since that time. Uh, but obviously the fans are excited. This is a fight that uh, he's a big name. So I've been training hard. I know when you, you know, just from talking to fighters, especially longtime veterans, all the fights sort of blend together in a way. Like it all feels the same in regards to the build to it. This fight, I'm curious if you feel like this is just another fight or if this one actually feels a little bit different. Um, it feels a little different. I mean, to the extent of uh, I'm doing extra when I, when I mean extra, it's like I'm able to, at this age, like it takes a lot for me to like take, take a fight. I'm just kind of not going to fight anybody just because it's taking time away from my family. And like, you kind of have to be selfish and spend a lot of time on yourself and, and training. So, uh, He's a, he's definitely a guy and a name that's uh, getting me up uh, and into the gym every day. And I'm sure you've you've been asked about Nick a million times throughout your career. I'm, I'm sure you've had to address it at several different points. Did you think it would ever happen? Like if I said five years ago, Robbie, you're going to fight Nick Diaz again at some point. Like, would you have taken me seriously at all? Uh, no. Uh, yeah, that, it's been 17 years since that. I thought maybe couple years after that or even five years after that fight maybe but definitely not uh this stage and uh yeah it's been a while since anyone's even brought his name up as far as potential fighters had you like completely moved on from that first fight i mean it was so long ago but it's something that always gets talked about like is this a fight that was sort of a bucket list fight for you is it one that you always even if there was a one percent chance that you would always hope you'd get the opportunity to get back no, nah, I'm not too worried about those types of things. I'm all about like getting better. So like that fight, uh, I learned a lot from that fight, cleaned up my game a lot and, and just try to continue to evolve and, and try to uh, make myself better and didn't dwell in the past and wasn't out to prove something. I just, it made me a better fighter. So it's, it's part of my uh, growth when you sort of like go through the vault of your career, is there anything that like that you remember from that fight? I mean, the, the result, obviously not what you 
I mean, fighters always say like, you remember your great losses a lot more than your great wins. And this is kind of one of those fights that people talked about for a while. Like, do you remember much about UFC 47 or is that just so far back? Like we're, we don't, it's nothing that really is, is memorable about that. Uh, yeah, no, I, I remember uh, bits and pieces about that, but uh, I mean, the weight cut and just like the weigh-ins and how I felt and just, just wasn't my day. Uh, and it was, how can I tighten up my skills after, after the fight and uh, no excuses type of uh, situation, just have to look at yourself and, and see how you can grow. You mentioned that at this point in your life, in your career, it's going to take something big and interesting to, to get you out and get you away from the family and, and put pen to paper. Had there been other things offered to you that just didn't wet your whistle, so to speak, or is this the first time you were like, okay, let's go. I don't know. I don't really, uh, my manager brings stuff to me and, and, um, who knows what kind of conversations they've had with the UFC and, and whatnot. And he does, I don't get to hear every little detail and everything. So I think this was something he brought to the table and I was interested. There you go. How, how do you feel about it being a five round non-main event, non-title fight? Cause there's only been one other one in UFC history and you guys are number two. That says a lot about how, everyone views this fight, including the UFC, does it not? Yeah, I think uh, a lot of fans are excited about this fight. Uh, the UFC is excited about this fight. and uh, It's going to be a good event. Uh, obviously, he's a big name. He likes to uh, go long distance. He's in shape. I've gone 25 uh, minutes before, and it's not new to me, so I'll be ready to go. Well, one of the reasons I'm glad I got the chance to talk to you is kind of switching gears for a minute. People, when they bring you up, they talk about the career, the legendary battles, the Condit fight, the Rory fights, even at this point, like, you know, the last four fights of your career. But not a lot of people talk about the impact that you've had on teammates and fighters over at Sanford MMA. Because I spoke with Logan Storley a couple of weeks ago before his last fight, and he put you over big, man. Like, how helpful that, that, that you've been to him and just, like, how much of, a, of an influence you've been on his career. Like, how much has that sort of helped you personally being able to pass on your wisdom, your experiences to this next crop, this next generation of fighters? Yeah, I think that's just something that uh, fighters should do. Uh, somebody – guys have done that to me in the past and in all sports in general. It's about – giving back to a sport that's given so much to, you, to me and uh, just continue to help it grow and uh, just giving back to the fighters so that make their lives easier so that uh, they can learn the little details so that they can prosper and, and have a good time out there. Do you see a lot of yourself in Logan? Cause I feel like there's some similarities between the two of you guys. Cause he, you see the growth of him, like, especially f like mentally over the last like two or three years, uh, oftentimes he'd get a little angry, a little hot headed, but now he seems to be like a little more relaxed. It's more about getting better and, and taking those experiences and improving upon them. Do you see a little bit of yourself in him? Yeah. I mean, he's definitely getting better. He's evolving. And then that's how you uh, get last in this sport you have to continue to evolve continue to grow as a uh as a fighter and as a person that'll keep you going uh obviously he's a hell of a competitor and he's a hell of a wrestler so it's just fine-tuning all those other skills and, and uh making sure he can implement uh a whole uh arsenal of skills you're a guy that's that's been there through so many different phases of the sport the ufc from 
almost the beginning of this whole thing. You've been through the ups, the downs, you've been involved from when people viewed the sport in a negative light all the way to where we're at now. The UFC is on ESPN now, network TV, stars, et cetera. Are you happy with where the sport has gone, where it's going? Like, is this what you envisioned 10, 15 years ago that it would be this big and this mainstream? Um, I knew the sport was, was growing, but I didn't necessarily think the sport would be this big. I just, when I first started fighting, uh, the UFC fighters weren't making great, great money. Uh, so obviously pays getting better. Uh, fighters are doing well, there's sponsorships involved and yeah, the sports definitely grow, but obviously, uh, Lorenzo and Dana did a great job of building this sport. And, and uh, now the sports just exploded and uh, hopefully these fighters can benefit from all the hard work, all the veterans, even way before me put in to uh, get the sport where it is today. Do you think not enough is being done to tell those stories from the past about the history of the sport? I, I feel like, I feel like a lot of that's overlooked now and overshadowed. And you, and you mentioned even, even before you, like how important those guys and gals were in the sport. And I feel like, I feel like not enough attention is being brought to that. Do you, do you agree with me? Uh, I don't know because I'm not a kind of person who wants a lot of attention brought to me. So I don't know how other people feel about that, but obviously uh, there's pioneers of the sport that helped uh, this sport get to where it is today and, and we're uh standing on the backs of all those fighters who put in the time and, and all the sweat and and help build this so like without them there wasn't me and without me there wouldn't be these all these great young athletes out there who are inspired are inspired to uh go out there and perform and put on shows for all these Eventually, I think uh, people are going to start realizing how many guys, even way before me, helped build this thing. And then, like, looking at the next crop, like, there's kids, like, six, seven, eight years old now. Like, like we're all, like, playing baseball and basketball. Now you get six, seven, eight-year-old kids getting in the gym, and they're taking, like, they're, they're gold medaling in tournaments at, like, 10, 11, 12 years old, like, like, can you imagine what the sport's going to be like in 10 years? The type of athletes, the type of experiences these kids have now before they get into that professional realm. Like that's, is that crazy to think about? Yeah, this, this sports, uh, there's so many aspects too. That's what's uh, awesome about this. I mean, there's striking, there's wrestling, there's jujitsu and, and you can be like super high level at one or the other. I think they're going to start seeing a lot of, what I say guys who are well-rounded and highly skilled at a lot of different aspects. And it's going to be awesome to see. Well, this is a big event for you. That is going to be awesome to see September 25th, UFC 266. You get Nick Diaz. Once again, if you go out there and things go the way that you're hoping that they will go, that you're planning on them to go. Do you think there's going to be a push for a third fight? Like, is that what you think happens? You go out there and win. We're going to see a third one, like right back between the two of you guys, hopefully not 17 years later. Uh, I have no idea what the push is. I'm just one fight at a time. That's how I am uh, uh, going out there. Going to go put in some work, do my best and then come home and, and see what happens. Uh, You never know. So one fight. I, I, I mean, you're just at big fight. You're at big fight phase right now, right? 
Like we're not to, we're not entertaining anything else. Is, is, is that kind of where you're at right now? Like I know your manager kind of deals with the, the dealings and everything, but it seems like if it's not exciting, if it's not an intriguing thing that, that gets you up, doesn't seem like you're that interested in, is that, am I yeah, reading if, that right? If, 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 if I'm not excited about it, then like whatever. So if I'm excited and I'm willing to put in the time and get in there and grind away, I'm going to be training, but there's like a, different level to training for like a big fight or or whatnot as as far as uh and i want a time in advance eight weeks is eight to ten weeks and just putting in the time and nick diaz was was a name that like got me to put stuff down and and get in there and focus and never know a few last things i definitely want to talk about what is on your shirt uh to wrap things up kill cliff uh, in the delicious energy drinks they have. But, uh, you know, this is something that's been kind of a point of contention over the last few days. And I wanted to see if you had a take on this because we talked about your experience in the game. There's been a lot of talk about rules over the years. And one thing that's been discussed as of late, and I don't know if you saw this on Saturday, the oblique kick, because a lot of people are saying that it should be banned because we saw what happened in the Cleo Roundtree fight. Modestus Bacoscus went down. People are talking about, oh, now you got to tear your knee out. But then you have other people on the other end being like, these guys kick each other in the head and knock each other out. So what's really the difference? So in your eyes, is the oblique kick something that should stick around in modern MMA or should that rule be changed? Uh, I'm not sure what the rules even say about the oblique kick. Cause I remember, I think it was Jeremy Horn basically said that that kind of strike wasn't supposed to be, there was like a rule against it. I don't look into the rules. It is what it is. I just say, protect yourself at all times. And, uh, I don't know. It's, it's part of the sport, so you be bet, better be ready. Uh, uh, Are you a fan of the technique? Is that, I mean. I, I don't use it because I don't think it's uh, not something that I, I want to do. It's just not, not because I don't think it works, just because it's not something I want to spend my time on a little bleed kicks, but obviously guys spend time on it, different, different techniques, but it is what it is. Some guys like it and I mean, protect yourself and, and figure out a way to, uh, to block it, defense it, counter it. That's what the sport's all about, but, uh, part of the sport, I guess. Yeah. I mean, do, do you watch a lot of fights outside of, I mean, a lot of people could, a lot of fighters, like there's some fighters who are obsessed. They have to watch every week. And then there's other fighters that are like, I'm, when I have a fight, I'm going to train, I'm going to fight. And then that's it. Like, I don't watch every week. I don't watch all the cards. Like I try to separate myself from the sport. Where are you at? Like what side of the fence are you on with that? Uh, I only watch fights that uh, my training partners are fighting in most of the time or like a fight I'm excited about. Or like if uh, Adesanya was fighting, I'll watch him. It's just like, it all depends. I pick and choose. I sometimes I even forget there's fights on because I'm spending time with my son doing different things. So it's just like it has nothing to do with fighting. It just has to do with uh, where my head is. I'm spending time with my family doing those things. So sometimes I don't. My son wants to watch The Office, so we're watching The Office. Nice. Good choice. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I do want to talk to you about Kill Cliff, uh, their energy drinks, because you mentioned Israel Adesanya because you're part of the Kill Cliff fight team along with Adesanya, Gilbert Burns, Gable Stevenson is one of the newest members of the team, just to name a few. How did this partnership come to be? How did Robbie Lawler and Kill Cliff come together? Um, 
Well, Dave Martin obviously put this together. Uh, the gym down at uh, Sanford, they came to the table. And uh, first of all, it's just an amazing drink, too. I mean, it tastes awesome. Uh, a lot of bite. You don't get a crash from – it's like a green tea, caffeine, not too much caffeine in the drink that I drink to recover and get some vitamins, some ginseng. So – especially when I'm doing multiple workouts in a day, it's nice to take a sip of that throughout the training just to get ready for something and just uh awesome team to be a part of. What is like, what, what's like the go-tos for you? Like what are the ones that you just have to have every day? Like if you open the fridge and you're, you're, you want to kill cliff and you're out of this flavor, you're just not thrilled about it. Like you'll, you'll drink another one, but what's the go-to what's the, what's your favorite? Um, I like the original orange blood. Uh, that one's awesome. And then the goat's good, which is like a great flavored one. So, and I like the lemon lime. Yeah. Gil- Gilbert Burns is a goat fan as well. I remember talking to yep. him about it. What flavors missing? Cause I saw Adesanya kind of got his own little flavor with the Kiwi. What's what should the ruthless Robbie Lawler kill cliff flavor be? Oh, I haven't even thought of it at all. <laughs> uh, you got more important. I mean, listen, someday yeah, exactly. they might come maybe, to the table, maybe but some sort of fruit punch. Who yes. knows? Some fruit punch. Yep. Go back. Yes. Go back to our childhood. Where you drink, you drink exactly. like a Kool-Aid, like a Kool-Aid <laughs> kind of flavored one. I, exactly. I Robbie, I appreciate the time very much, man. Like I, I know you don't do a ton of media. You don't, you're not a big attention guy, but it means a lot that you'd give me some time ahead of this big rematch with Nick Diaz at UFC 266. Everyone's fired up about it. Seems like you're very fired up about it. So thank you again. All the best to you, the rest of preparation and in the fight inside the octagon in a couple weeks time, man. Yep. Thanks for having me. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.